0: Hello and welcome to the Self Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 309 of the Self Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today is going to be an oddments episode, so we're going to be getting caught up on bits and bobs from around the homestead here and all the different things I've been up to for the last little while probably a month or so since my last oddments, I think. And we've got loads and loads and loads to get you caught up on. So, we as a family now are Moving towards streamlining. I've made the decision just in the last half an hour with my wife that we're going to basically lose our citrus plants. I'm, I'm telling you that because I think it really sums up in one object, in one type of plant, it sums up what our plans are for the next six months or so we're moving into a much more streamlined view of self-sufficiency we're moving to a much smaller property with a much smaller garden etc etc and we're really having to make decisions about what we do and don't continue doing now we're going to continue homesteading of course and we're going to continue producing as much of our own food as we can and reducing the gap between our consumption and our production as much as we can and we're going Going to be doing it in a, just a different environment. It's just going to be a different experience and I'm really grateful for that. I think I'm going to learn a lot of new skills and a lot of new tips and tricks and things to share with you and nothing is going to change insofar as our sort of big picture goals and what we're doing with our time but we're going to be in a position where and, and it's going to be a huge benefit really where we we're going to be forced to choose to focus on the most productive things therefore we're going to lose our two citrus plants. I've got two citrus plants that, as you know, I'm I'm very, very frugal. I hate spending money. So I bought them when they were really, really tiny, not even close to mature. And I've nursed them for about two and a half years, been putting them in the polytunnel in the summer, bringing them in the house in the winter and... uh We had blossoms on them last winter, oddly enough, because their place inside is actually fairly close to our fireplace. So they get quite warm over the winter when they're inside. Had some blossoms on them. So theoretically, they could fruit this year but realistically we're going to get a tiny amount of fruit from them. They take up quite a lot of space because they're in quite big pots about a foot across each and uh, you know that space we can use for other things whether it's growing microgreens or whether it's a windowsill spot for seedlings anything like that in the future is going to be much more valuably used by something other than these two citrus plants so That's a great example of the sort of streamlining that we're looking to do. And like I say, I think we could look at it as a real disappointment that we're not able to do these things or we could look at it as a positive and a bonus and an opportunity to learn some new things and that's how we're definitely seeing it it's definitely an opportunity for us to really focus our time and like I say streamline it streamline our activities and there's going to be no shortage of me experimenting with things because that's in my nature I can't get away from that and I'm still going to be doing all sorts of different things out in the wild forest. And all these kinds of things. But realistically, we might not end up with a very big space for a little while. So we are enjoying that process. I think we have the odd wobble where we're not maybe enjoying it. But, uh, you know, we are definitely in the headspace now that we need to be in and looking forward to the next chapter and and at the same time sort of looking back in appreciation at the time we've spent on this property with all this space and all the skills that we've learned which is just I could and I will do an episode which will be a kind of looking back on our time here at some point and all the things we've learned and it's going to be a phenomenal list of achievements personally that I feel like I've learned and done and experienced and we're going to take all of that knowledge and information with us because you know you might not be able to carry around all of the gear that you think you might want or need but you can always carry the knowledge and experience that you've had with you and that's something I'm just incredibly grateful for. I've had a couple of little wobbles. I I am someone who has suffered with depression in the past and it's usually triggered around my work and I had one of the triggers that would quite often in the past have spiralled me into depression happen at work and you know I got through it and everything else and uh, I'm doing okay I'm doing good actually I'm doing really good but uh, you know there was a time a couple of weeks ago when I was struggling a little bit but I'm I feel like I'm through that now and looking out the other end so what else have we got well we've got lots of things to talk about about the the sort of things that have actually happened here on the homestead. So Sydney is no longer with us, our male goat. He has gone off to pastures new. He's literally gone off to go and live on a farm where... Um he's being used to clear brambles and things like that so he is having a whale of a time and the person who's taken Sydney is actually probably going to end up taking all of our goats so I'm really happy about that I'm happy they're going to a great new home speaking of our other goats they have both had their kids we had two sets of twins so that's a great result so we currently have six goats here on the homestead four of which are just a few days or a week old, and, as you will know, baby goats are the cutest thing in the world the The mum who gave birth to the second set of twins she is for some reason reluctant to let one of them drink from one side of her, and uh, you know we 're having to go out there every few hours and just make sure that that udder is being drunk from and that that kid that's maybe not quite as not the preferred child shall we say is getting all the milk she needs but uh, other than that it's been a fairly good kidding I would say that the first set of twins was actually, I lie, it wasn't twins it was triplets, but the first one was stillborn. Fortunately my wife was there and she helped deliver the other two and having spoken to the vet since they uh they were they were uh, coming out the wrong way and my wife was almost certainly responsible for us having two living kids rather than none. Uh, if she hadn't been there the vet says there's a very good chance that uh, we would have had three dead little baby goats so that's gone you know as well as it possibly could have and if you want to see there's actually a video up on youtube from last week of those kids being delivered and a bit of footage of those baby goats so if you want to catch up and have a look at them you want to get to youtube and later on over this weekend or the next few days i'll be releasing another video with some more baby goat footage on it so if that's something you want to check out then uh, make sure you head over to the YouTube channel I'm sure you'll know how to find that by now so speaking of gardens and everything else you know we're losing the the goats that's okay I'm very much at peace with that I feel like over the last few years we've done goats that's not to say I don't want goats anymore that is absolutely not what I'm saying and we're going to be as soon as we've moved house settled in and done a bit of work on the new house and kind of ready to take a breath again by the time we've set up our new garden and everything else the right at the top of my list is going to be carrying on trying to find a field but i think i'm gonna have a little break from that search for a few months now to allow me the time i need to do the work on the new house and everything else so the the time that i've been pouring into searching for a field or maintaining the property here is going to be spent on basically renovating the property that we're moving into we're going to be extending the kitchen we're going to be knocking a wall out we may build a little extension we may build a big outhouse we might put in some extra plumbing you know there's all sorts of things that we might do we're waiting to make our final decision on a lot of them to when we move but we're moving back into the same house we've lived in and we lived in that house for maybe 15 years but we're moving back as a very very different family my children are all older now they all uh, have very different requirements for how long they want the shower for in the bathroom we are a family that needs more kitchen space we need more freezers all those kinds of things so we're moving back as a very different family and we want to adapt the house to our new needs so that's what I'm really looking forward to actually and I'm really looking forward to sharing with you and one of the first things we're going to be doing is setting up the garden we're going to be putting in a new garden bed at the moment the back garden is just all lawn pretty much we've got a couple of fruit bushes uh towards the back but we're going to be obviously putting in some new new dig beds and moving at least one possibly two of our poly tunnels there so that's going to be one of the very first jobs and get sowing we're going to be moving in easter so it's early enough we're still going to catch most of the season we might just uh We're not able to extend our season too much at the front half this year, but we are going to be sowing some seeds before we move. It's just we want to reduce the amount of things we actually have to move. You know, it just seems silly to be carrying a lot of things that we don't need to. So we're tempering all of our decisions with that. We're starting to make a big, long list of all these things that we want to do and ideas and we'll we'll thrash them all out when we get there. One of the things we need to do before we move as well is need to move my bees over to my father-in-law's. So that's definitely like its own little project that has to be done at night. You have to this time of year the bees are not foraging that much when it's really cold but it's been so mild that they are venturing out during the day so we need to make sure they're all at home and sheet it down and move them to their new home and again that's something I will do probably a whole episode of this podcast on and certainly a YouTube video and I think you know that's kind of where we're at insofar as our headspace it's It's been a roller coaster. It's been an up and down journey. But I think that we have got to a point now, mentally at least, where we know exactly what the future looks like. And and when I say that, I mean, even as I say it, I'm thinking, well, that's not accurate. I don't mean the future insofar as long term, but insofar as the first half of 2022, we kind of know what that looks like now. It's going to be a case of moving, setting up the new homestead, and seeing where we go from there and I'm going to be learning a lot of new skills in the rest of the year you know we're going to be learning how to homestead on a much smaller scale we're going to be really focusing on how to get the most out of a small vegetable garden how to create a space in you know what is really a very very normal small back garden how to create that space to give it as much production as possible and I'm looking forward to September and my self-sufficiency challenge and I'm wondering what that's going to look like this year. One of the things I know for sure is chickens and eggs are such a key part of our home food production and that is definitely not going to change and I think they really that and growing vegetables can form a huge cornerstone in self-sufficiency after that you know the next place I look personally or the next two places are dairy and meat well dairy we are definitely going to be putting on hold for this year because time wise we're not even if we manage to get a field we're probably not going to be in a position to have anything to milk this year so we're just kind of putting that on hold and with regards to meat there's this whole other world of options that opens up but they each represent their own challenges and it's the sort of challenges that I've seen you guys ask me about in the past and I'm going to be forced to put my money where my mouth is and really work through them because I'm faced with the challenge of space but I'm also faced with some of the other more frequent challenges that you guys mention, which is Sort of aversion from family members and things like that. You know, my my family have completely come around now to eating our homegrown pork and eating our homegrown chickens. That's all great, but rabbits is a, a step beyond what they are comfortable with. So, you know, that's something we're going to definitely be looking at. I'm going to be speaking to and seeing if I can find a couple of local farms that I can go and shoot rabbits on, and that will be a great start because. It's incremental steps, isn't it? And much like how we did it with the pigs, you know, when we first had pigs here, we started by raising someone else's pigs and they gave us some pork and doing it that way and gradually increasing our involvement and getting to the point where we were breeding, butchering, slaughtering our own pigs all here was a very step-by-step process that enabled me to bring my family along, kids and all. So I think by finding a place I can hunt wild rabbits is going to be a great start. We've got huge access to pheasants at this time of year, which we still get offered very regularly, so that's not going to stop. And coupled with all of this, with the downsides of the house as well as the garden, is managing that flow of produce, managing the space. We are Going to be going down by at least one and almost certainly two freezers. So managing that space is going to be critical. However, I think a lot of the issues with our freezer space stemmed from the fact we had to cull our pigs out of sequence. You know, we were I've cut I culled three pigs when really I was expecting to cull one and then maybe another one six months later, and then the last one was going to be staying as a breeding pig. So the The amount of pork we had forced us to massively ramp up our freezer space and we're working through that now but we're going to be bringing a lot of that pork with us to the new property probably oh I don't know several hundred pounds worth of pork Uh, talking about monetary pounds that are not not weight I wouldn't have a clue in weight but yeah that's gonna be coming with us to our new property and we're going to carry on working through that but uh, we're getting there I'm almost at the stage where we can turn off one of our freezers which is what we've been working towards and we need to turn off another one by Easter so we're working very hard on that and you know all those other things but our thoughts and our minds are very much on the move now because we have responsibility to also leave the property in a good state for the landlord and everything else and there are so many things we've done here that we kind of need to undo so another huge one will be the goats, when they go, we want to take down all of that fencing. And th- th- again, something I haven't even mentioned is we need to find somewhere to store that fencing. We're lucky that my wife's family are farmers or my wife's father, my wife's father and mother are, are farmers. They live on a farm, so we might be able to store some there. But all of these things come with some kind of cost because everything I'm asking someone else to store for me is effectively an eyesore it's just going to be a big pile of rubbish that I want someone to have on their property and it's something that even though people may say yes it's not something that you feel like you can ask without feeling like you're really asking a big favor so there's lots of things to think about we've already started taking down some of the things we've removed or dismantled the butchery and removed all the parts of that that we don't want to try and salvage we I mean there's so much to think I'm building a, a very very small butchery at the new property as well just in the back garden just a really small area with a stainless steel worktop and a stainless steel sink in it and probably a little cover that I can butcher small animals on or even larger animals outside of the house which to be really useful we're going to be able to put proper plumbing in there I've just got so But my brain is just buzzing with all of these things that I want to do. And sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating because we're just waiting to be able to get there. We're we're waiting it's all about planning. And I feel like for me personally, I don't get a lot out of doing a lot of the planning up front. My wife will spend endless amounts of time drawing out different plans for the house and where we're going to put things in the kitchen and this, that and the other. For me, I don't gain a lot out of that because I feel like once I'm stood there in the space which I don't feel we can do at the moment because there's tenants in the property once I'm stood in the space I'll just I will just feel I can go right that's got to go there that's got to go there that's got to go there and we can go that's how I work and any planning that I do now we're going to redo and change as we have been doing over the last few weeks and months and it's almost not for everybody, but for me personally, it's kind of a pointless exercise because I know that whatever plans we go there with, as soon as we walk through the door and start actually feeling the space and looking at the space and thinking, right, well, if that goes there, what happens here? Everything will just come together for me in a matter of minutes. And that's what I'm really waiting for. So it's a case of thinking, planning, waiting, and. Uh, doing all those things over and over again while we sort of dismantle a lot of the stuff we've got here while we also keep ticking over i'm going to be harvesting the last of our winter vegetables in the next few days got some brussels sprouts that i'm bringing in today and we're going to be cooking in a dinner tomorrow uh, last of the swede and a few other bits and pieces and then the vegetable garden will be just completely shut down and uh I don't know I think I'm kind of ready for it I'm okay with a little break from that now I mean again like I've said I've I've got to have ups and downs and there's times when it's unhelpful and I'm definitely it's definitely unhelpful for me to be disconnected from the cycles from the continuation from the impermanence of everything I've mentioned it so many times on this podcast the usefulness of that for my own mental health and that I've definitely felt but at the same time I'm not someone I'm very very lucky insofar as I live in the moment so I don't dwell too much on the past. well I don't dwell at all on the past and I don't worry too much about the future I try and deal with things as they are in front of me and not in an irresponsible way it doesn't mean you can't plan for the future and it doesn't mean you can't learn lessons from the past but I don't let let them uh, torment me so I'm very lucky in that regard but at the same time you know I, I really I really I'm very comfortable where we are but at the same time I cannot wait to get started again on a new project and I think the ownership of the project the fact that we're moving into a house that we own is just huge to me and it's part of the reason why we are sort of halting our efforts to find a field because the only fields that we've been able to find have been either for rent or I found one which would be perfect to buy but it's uh 14 acres I think and it's just out of our budget so I would far I'm just reluctant to rent because as soon as we rent we're beholden to what someone else wants or allows us to do with the property and that is something I definitely just after this property and and what's happened here I don't want to be in a position where we're renting we put in masses of infrastructure and we start developing these systems that are designed to be permanent systems you know permaculture systems permanent agriculture systems and then be forced to walk away from them all again I'm not sure that I want to do that again so I think the sensible thing for the future of our family and for the future of our own mental health and everything else is to wait until we're able to buy a piece of land that is perfect for us and that might take six months it might take a year but I think doing it before then would be a little bit irresponsible. So that's where we are. That's you all caught up. Uh, just before we go, tiny bit of housekeeping. I just want to say we will be recording episode 310, which is our Ask Me Anything episode you, this is your last chance to get your questions in please do get them in they're going to be that's gonna be recorded in the next couple of days so if you do get a question in and it doesn't make the episode I'll answer it on the following episode I promise so it's not a waste of time getting your questions in but please do get them in as quick as you can and I really look forward to see uh, to hearing from you if you sent me an email in the last few weeks and I haven't replied there's a reason for that I haven't opened them I've kept them all for that episode so I'm going to go through them on the 310 ask me anything episode and my filing system means if I open the uh, if I open the email that little blue dot that tells me it's unread goes away and then it just can get forgotten so I've uh, made a point of not replying to a lot of you guys over the last little while please forgive me for that and all will be made up for I'm sure thanks for listening everyone and I will be back on Monday with that ask me anything episode cheers This episode of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons. You guys are awesome. If you'd like to support the show there's lots of ways you can do it the easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcast. you can also tell somebody about it whether that's on social media or just face to face with a friend who you think might benefit from it but however you support our podcast we really really appreciate it if you'd like to become a patron please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll speak to you really soon.